One. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer. Jim Calhoun, NASCAR Welcome in, icon in. Dale Seven. Earnhardt Jr. Kurt 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 is on the podcast. The America. Air Tour Sports Podcast presented we. by Bet Fred Sportsbook. Yeah. It oh, is Friday, awesome. August fourth, two thousand twenty-three. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. And let me say this: we waited to do Friday's episode of the Aaron Torres Pod. Felt like there could be some chaos. There absolutely was. And so today's show is a strict, full reaction to the craziness across the world of college sports. Obviously, by now, you know, Oregon and Washington, they are off to the Big Ten. We discussed that. How did it happen? Take it behind the scenes of the craziness of Friday morning with the Pac-12 meeting. Is it going to be saved? Is it not going to be saved? From there, we'll continue the conversation, really just talking about um, what's next, right? What's next for the now seven remaining Pac-12 schools? Although by the time you listen to this, I think it might even be fewer than that. Uh, We'll talk about what Oregon and Washington mean for the Big Ten and vice versa. And also, what the heck are college sports going to look like come 2024 when the SEC has uh, 16 teams, the Big Ten now has 18, the Big 12 has at least 13, probably going to get to 16. It is crazy. So busy show, lot to discuss. We'll save Aaron right, Aaron wrong for next week. Uh, and we are going to discuss solely this Big Ten, Pac-12, Oregon, Washington chaos. What does it mean? Take a quick break. Take a word from our sponsors. Be right back to discuss it all. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do... I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know Betfred's story started in 1967 in the UK, over a thousand shops in the UK, and they have now come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of not only all things Aaron Torres Media, but the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred does. I've been telling you that for a year. We have sent listeners of the Aaron Torres pod to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. The Betfred suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is rocking. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitch at the Colorado Rockies games. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. And here is what they are doing for you right now. How about this? Bet $50 on any game. Get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Bet 50 bucks on anything you want to bet on. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, you get up to $200 in insurance for your first five weeks as a Betfred customer, totaling $1,111 in free bets. I've told you for a year, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. They're the only book that I bet with. And I want to thank Betfred for being our presenting sponsor. All right, everybody. I am back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into it as we have breaking news, mega news. It's about 2.30 Eastern time as I record here. Let's not waste any more time. Let's not beat around the bush. Oregon and Washington 
are headed from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. By the way, just a quick warning. Uh, as we talk about all this movement, I'm probably going to trip up the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12 here over the next couple minutes. Deal with it. A lot of moving parts. All these conferences sound the same. Forgive me. But what I want to do is I want to take you a little bit behind the scenes and, and, and even a little bit behind the scenes of prepping for this show, right? Because normally we would have a show out first thing on Friday, but on late Thursday, I decided to hit pause, relax, because Friday felt like a big day for the future of the Pac-12. It turns out it wasn't for the reasons that I necessarily thought, though, because on Thursday evening, there was a meeting of the Arizona Board of Regents. Arizona's Board of Regents largely controls both Arizona and Arizona State, and it felt like this would be the first big domino to fall. Arizona seemed ready. Arizona State was unsure. They didn't want to be the one that really broke this whole thing, broke the dam, broke everything up. So that meeting happened, and you felt like that was probably the big news coming out on Friday was that at some point Arizona was going to announce they were leaving and they were probably going to take their, their you know, some would call them little brother, kicking and screaming with them. But then, why I bring it up, is a funny thing happened on Friday morning. We all wake up to this news that the Pac-12 is about to have a meeting of the nine remaining schools, basically the 12 minus Colorado, U UCLA, and USC, and that it appears as though they may very well actually come together on a TV deal, and they may very well actually end up staying together. So there was an hour. And by the way, if you live on the West Coast, you might have slept through all this. It was from probably about 6.15, 6.30 Eastern time till about, or, or 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern time till probably about 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific, that you felt like, oh my God, the Pac-12 is actually going to stay together. Then you started to hear reports coming out that, ah, you know, they didn't really get as far as they wanted, that it was going to be a continuing conversation. Then about an hour after that, you hear that, okay, Oregon and Washington have now reconvened with the pack with the Big Ten uh, about potentially leaving for the Big Ten. And then an hour after that, we find out that the Big Ten has officially invited Oregon and Washington. They are leaving and you have your monumental signature moment in college sports. Oregon and Washington leave. Others are probably not far behind. And as we know it, the Pac-12 has probably died. So first of all, what happened in that chaotic 12-hour period from probably about 9 p.m. Eastern till 9, 10, 11 a.m. Eastern time on Friday? To be blunt, if you actually read between the, between the lines, two things appear to have happened to me. One, I do think Arizona State got a little bit of cold feet with Arizona which complicated that matter. Arizona Arizona is ready to go. Arizona State doesn't want to go with them and be seen as the people that broke up the Pac-12 for good. If you know the politics in Arizona, the Arizona State school president, Michael Crow, does not care about sports. He, he'd rather take the bath. He'd rather lose money on sports than be seen as the bad guy in all of this. Well, what I also think happened, what feels pretty obvious to me in hindsight, is that Oregon and Washington saw the writing on the wall, knew Arizona was going to leave, knew it was a sinking ship, and I believe that they probably leaked out in some way, shape, or form that they were creating this meeting, that they were going to hold everybody together to get the Big Ten moving. Remember, first of all, you don't want to be left behind. 
if or if Arizona, Arizona State, and maybe Utah leave for the Big Ten. Two, on top of that, you also uh that, that's when you lose leverage, all of that. And so you have to create urgency for the Big Ten to get moving. And if you really read the reports, if you really read behind the lines, it feels pretty clear to me that Oregon and Washington were never really planning on staying in the Pac-12. There was even a report, I believe it was Ross Dellinger, that like minutes before this meeting that was supposed to save the league, Oregon called George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, and basically said like, hey, buddy, we need more money out of that Apple deal or we're walking. So they so they were never planning on staying. They undercut the commissioner minutes before the meeting. But if you follow the timeline, it's very clear that they accomplished what they wanted. They were waiting for an invite from the Big Ten. There were multiple reports that some of the Big Ten presidents felt like this was too fast. We're rushing. Why do we have to make this decision today? And so Oregon and Washington got what they wanted, which was the Big Ten invite. Whether they were ever seriously considering staying in the Pac-12 or not, they convinced the Big Ten that they needed to move and they needed to move quick. The Big Ten officially adds Oregon and Washington, and we have our 18 schools. So Oregon and Washington are gone. That's how it went down. What I want to do now is the 30,000-foot view, everything else that, that can and will happen. And again, keep in mind that I'm recording about 2.30 Eastern time here, and that stuff's going to change as time goes on. By the time you listen to this, by the time you share this, by the time you re-listen to this, other stuff may be happening and other stuff may have already happened in terms of the future of college sports. One, I do think this is the end of the Pac-12 as we know it, and let me explain why. I think it's only a matter of if not when the other three schools, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, now go to the Big 12. Um, from the Arizona, Arizona State perspective, now here's the good news for them. They don't have to be the bad guy. Arizona always wanted to leave. It was always going to be a struggle for Arizona State, but now it's a no-brainer. Arizona's ready to go, and for Arizona State, there is nothing to stay back for. For what? The pack whatever? You're not going to be able to expand. Nobody is going to join your dying league. The TV money is going to be a joke, and it, it it's just time to go. It sucks. The ship is sinking. It's time to get on the life raft and get the heck out of there. So I expect Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah will go. As I record, I know there are reports that Arizona State and Utah are still weighing their options. It's going to get done because it is athletic suicide if you decide to wait. From everybody else's perspective, bluntly, I feel bad because I don't think Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal have a realistic, very good option. From the Oregon State, Washington State perspective, you just feel bad, right? Because both those schools, I mean, listen, Oregon State, for people who don't remember, Oregon State football is coming off of a 10-win season. They beat Oregon last year. They beat Oregon last year. They beat Florida in a bowl game last year. This was a really good team last year. They almost beat USC at home. And now they don't have a home going forward. By the way, I believe they're in the middle of major renovations to their football stadium just the worst possible news at the worst possible time. Washington State also appears to have stabilized. Remember, they had the wild Nick Rolovich situation during COVID. Jake Dicker comes in. They have a good first season under him, win a bowl game, and they were looking pretty good going into 2023 as well. I believe they won a bowl game. They played Fresno State in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. 
I believe they won. I could be mistaken. Cal and Stanford, though, by the way, I feel bad for Washington, Washington State and Oregon State. Ultimately, I do think they probably, listen, the Mountain West probably asked them if they want to be part of what they're doing. That's probably the only realistic thing. Cal and Stanford are just as interesting. And we're going to get into in a minute where this all went wrong. But part of this, this problem is that Cal and Stanford, they simply don't care about athletics as much as forget the SEC. Forget some of the components in the Big Ten. They don't even care about athletics as much as the teams they were competing with in the Pac-12. Stanford doesn't care as much about basketball as Arizona. They don't care as much about football as Oregon or Washington. Same with Cal, same with whatever. And so bluntly, I don't know what's next. Cal, I'll be blunt. I could see Cal being probably maybe the first athletic program of my lifetime de-emphasizing major college athletics. They're in a ton of debt. There's no real way to get out of it without major conference TV money. They're not going to the Mountain West to play Fresno State, um, respectfully, of course, Fresno State, Boise State, uh, San Diego State. They're just not doing it. So I don't know what the future is for Cal. Stanford, could I see them going independent for a few years, trying to figure out the landscape? I could. I don't think it's ideal, but realistically, that's probably what's going to happen. You feel bad for those four schools, but ultimately they're in this predicament in large part, some, some of it self-inflicted, especially from the Cal and Stanford perspective. Now, as far as the PAC 12s concerned, like, like just again, 30,000 foot view, just thoughts. I'll be blunt. I'm both sad and I'm not really sad either about the, 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 what happened to the PAC 12. Listen, I am sad. I am sad because one, I am a little bit of a traditionalist. I do love the history of college football. I do love, um, you know, the Rose Bowl and USC and this and that. And I wish they could have figured out a way to have kept it together. I've said it for a year since UCLA and USC left. I think it's good to have West Coast football. I think it's good to have a conference full of schools. And oh, by the way, some of those schools are competing at a really high level. I believe if this league had stayed together, it probably would have been the third best football league next year going forward behind the SEC and the Big Ten. Utah's really good. Oregon's really good. Washington's really good. Oregon State's really good. This would have been a very good conference in football going forward, but we'll never know. So I'm sad that it's gone. I'm sad for the four schools that basically got screwed, mostly Oregon State and Washington State, but also This is a thousand percent self-inflicted. And this goes back to what we talked about a few days ago. They have made every misstep along the way. And it's partly because these school presidents either don't care about athletics or they don't understand enough to make the proper athletics decisions. We've said it a few times. People go back to the Larry Scott days and want to blame all this on Larry Scott. He could have had Texas. He could have had Oklahoma. He could have had this. He could have had that. I don't think you have to go that far back. The Pac-12 died. And I said this the other day. The Pac-12 died the day that Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12 for the SEC and the Big 12 was on the verge of collapse. At that moment in time, the Pac-12 had a chance to expand. They had a chance to add four, six, whatever teams, go to 16 teams, 20 teams, whatever it would have been and kill the Big 12 once and for all. Now, whether it was because George Klyovkov, the current commissioner, had no interest in it, 
or whether he couldn't convince his school presidents. There are reports, by the way, that ironically, or maybe not, it was actually USC president Carol Folt who was the one who stood in the way, and then she bailed on the conference a year later. So she was the biggest proponent of expanding with Big 12 schools, and then she bailed a year later. But I bring it up because that was the moment. You could have killed off the Big 12. You could have stabilized yourself. You could have gone to 20 teams and begun negotiating that TV contract. Instead, you stood put, you stood flat-footed, and this ends up happening. So I don't feel bad, and, and I'll say this too is that, again, to go back to the Stanford-Cal conversation, there are some schools that just care more than others, and and it's hard for me to feel bad when the biggest fan bases don't feel bad, right? I tweeted this out on uh, Friday morning. I have a good buddy who uh, lives in Tucson. I asked him a few days ago about the tenor going into that Monday meeting with the with the Big 12, uh, with the Big 12, or with the, the Pac-12 meeting with the TV deal. And he said to me, he said, Unless they offer some deal that none of us expect is actually coming, Tucson will burn to the ground if we stay in the Pac-12 and turn down the Big 12. Because that means that we're not committed. The fans are committed. Is the administration committed? We're going to find out. I talked to a buddy that, that covers Washington on Friday morning. He's like, dude, I'm tired of playing Cal. I'm tired of playing Arizona State. They don't care. They're not committed. They're whatever. Let's go play some big boys. And let's go do this thing and let's go be great. And let's go play schools that care as much as we do. Washington, if you've never been up to Seattle, they are crazy for Husky football. Husky basketball, I don't really know. I can't speak to some of the non-revenue sports. They love Husky football. Oregon loves Oregon football. And I think culturally, those two schools, good academic schools, will fit in nicely in the Big Ten. Now, looking ahead to the Big Ten, I think there's some positives and some negatives. The positive, games are going to be fun. And listen, I I have been anti-expansion every step of the way. I would have loved for Texas and Oklahoma to stay in the Big 12 and USC and UCLA to stay in the the Pac-12. But that didn't happen. And you guys know how I do this show. I get mad in the moment, but then I move on. Because uh, Greg Sankey and the commissioner of the Big 10, I don't even know his name and I cover college sports, they're not calling me for advice. They're not saying, Taurus, should we take Oregon and Washington or not? The president of Ohio State isn't asking for my approval before they expand. And so I bring it up because while I wish it could have all stayed together, I will say we're going to get some awesome games. And I know everybody poo-poos that 1030 Eastern time window. We're going to get some great games in that window. As I predicted on on social media the other day, I bet all those all those. uh Media companies that have been out on bidding on the Pac-12, there's no way we can't afford the Pac-12. I bet they're going to get back in now and try to get that late-night TV slot for program. I bet ESPN, which has shown no interest in bidding on the Pac-12, I bet all of a sudden they have an interest in bidding on a West Coast TV package for the Pac-12. You play your ACC games early, you play an SEC game at 3.30, you play an SEC game at 7.00. Now, all of a sudden, in the Pac-12, you can get uh, Ohio State at Oregon. You can get Nebraska at Washington. You can get Michigan at UCLA. You can get Iowa at at USC. Woo! Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I will say on paper, that does sound really, really, really freaking awesome. Now, there is a downside to this. And the downside is, listen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. 
I don't think most people fully understand where we're headed to in college sports and how different it's going to look. And I think we've lost a lot of what we love about college sports already. And it's only going to get worse going forward. What do we love about college sports? We love the history, the rivalries, the regionality of it. I do like, I, I did grow up as a college football fan, you know, kind of with that, okay, like, you know, SEC speed versus Big Ten power. And how does USC match up with uh, uh, whoever, Penn State in the Rose Bowl? How does the SEC and the Big 12 match up? Texas is coming into this part of the country. What does it mean? USC coming down south. What does it mean? I think that's largely gone now, right? I think it's largely gone now because we have a homogenized, you know, the SEC's at 16, the Big Ten's at 16, all of the power is concentrated there. There's no more, oh, I bet USC could would win the big, you know, USC would beat Ohio State by 30 if they played them. Well, they're going to play them, and we're going to find out. And it's not going to be an out-of-conference game. It's going to be an in-conference Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. They're in that soft Big 12. We're going to find out. You know, it's like, <coughs> excuse me. That's a lot of what we love about college sports is the regionalities, the rivalries, the this, the that. It's all gone. And beyond that, and I'll take it a step further, to me, you know what What I, I'm sad that we've lost is I'm sad that we've lost, um, you know, it just, it just, let me put it this way. It just feels very corporate right now, doesn't it? Like, doesn't it just feel very corporate right now? We got the Big Ten. We got the SEC. Remember, by the way, we have the expanded playoff next year. It's 12 teams. For the first two years, there's six automatic bids. Great to be in the Mountain Western Conference USA in year one or year two. By year three, though, they're going to redo the deal. And there probably will realistically not be automatic bids. And so we look at the future of college sports. We look at the future of college football. What do we love about college football? Every single game matters. I've used this example. This year, LSU plays Florida State in week one. The way of the current structure in college football. The loser of that game is screwed. The loser of that game has their backs against the wall. If they don't win out, they're probably not playing for a championship. Now, LSU can lose that game and probably lose another one and maybe even lose another one after that. Nine and three. Fourth best team in the SEC, 11th, doesn't matter. And so the ur- we all love college football because of the urgency, because every single Saturday matters, because if you lose, your season could be over. That is now gone forever, and it's not coming back. Finally, I'll also say, you know, again, to the, to the corporatization, if you will, of college sports. To be clear, I don't blame any school for making the decisions that they did. I get stability. I get more money. I get falling behind. This is, as we've said many times, why Florida State is looking to get out of the ACC. They feel like we're, we're going to be $20, $30 million behind every single year with the schools that we're competing with. And it's going to add up over time, over time, over time, over time, over time. So I don't blame anybody for making the decisions that they did. But remember, and fans remember this too. You don't get any of that money, right? So it's great that, oh my goodness, we get a full share or we get a half share or a partial share or this or that. We get $50 million in TV revenue, 60, 70, $80 million in TV revenue, whatever it is. Tell you what, if you're an Oregon fan, you don't get a dollar of that. 
If you're a Washington fan, you don't get to use the new facilities that your, your, your school's building. If you're an Ohio State fan, a Michigan fan, or whatever, Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, you don't get any of that. And so ultimately, why we watch sports, why we love sports, why we love our teams is because winning championships, rooting on a victor, right? This new process just makes it that much harder. And that's why there was a thought that the Pac-12 might stay together is because Oregon and Washington and certainly Utah, this was Utah's big thing. Utah's like, there's a 12-team playoff, six automatic bids. We're going to get in every single year. And we're going to make more money by getting in, sharing it with the conference. That's another stream of revenue. So save some money on the front end for easier access to the playoff. Well, now you're Oregon, you're Washington. If you're, let's just use Oregon as an example. Oregon, realistically, most years is going to start out at best as probably the fourth best team in the Big Ten. Most years, they're not going to be better than Ohio State. And I know they just won at the horseshoe a few years ago. Most years, they're not going to be better than Michigan. Most years, they're not going to be better than USC now that Lincoln Riley's there. Most years, they're probably not going to be better than Penn State. Maybe they will be. Maybe they won't. Some years, they will be. Some years, they might be the second best team. Some years, they might be the sixth best team. But if I gave you an over-under, like Oregon's won seven or eight Pac-12 titles in my life. If I gave you an over-under of two and a half Pac-12 titles the next 20 years, so one a decade, or Big Ten titles, one a decade, do you think they're going to win more than one a decade? Do you think year in and year out they're going to consistently be better than Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC, UCLA every single year? Maybe they will be. But if they're not, and if they're the third, fourth best team, and they're competing for maybe the 10th, 11th, 12th spot in the playoff, is that fun? Like, maybe it is fun. And maybe the stability and the money is worth it. But is it fun? By the way, think about the teams that are already in the Big tw- Big Ten. Think about in Illinois and Iowa, schools like that, all the stuff that has to break right for you to be the third or fourth best team. Now you add you Oregon and Washington. Good luck with that. Think your fans are going to be happy going six and six. That, that's the thing I hear, right? All these great games, Oregon, Washington. Now you add them in with UCLA, USC. Now Wisconsin gets to go to Seattle and Washington gets to go to Iowa. Somebody's got to lose those games. Somebody forget last place. Somebody's got to finish in eighth place, sixth place. The SEC, it's the same thing. The day Texas and Oklahoma, the first report came out. I said, if you're Arkansas, if you're Tennessee, if you're Kentucky, if you're Ole Miss, if you're Mississippi State, why would you sign up for two more really good programs coming into your league? And so listen, I could go on and on. I do think there's a lot of positives. I don't feel bad for the Pac-12 from the perspective that they did this to themselves. But again, give it five years, give it 10 years. If you're now the seventh best program in the SEC before Texas and Oklahoma, are you that excited? Like if you're the fifth best team in the Big Ten right now, now you're adding USC, Oregon, and Washington. Again, it's great that your school has stability. That's what's most important. It's great that your school's getting a bunch of TV money, but you don't get to spend it. And in the end, I think there's going to be a lot of unhappy teams and a lot of unhappy fans. But these are the decisions that we made. All right, I think that's it for this episode of the Aaron Torres Pod, man. You talk about a crazy week in college sports. By the way, 
Shout out to the Big Ten. Shout out to the Pac-12. I go on vacation next Friday. Not, not today, a week from today. So I'm glad all this got done. And again, there are moving parts. By the time you listen to this, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah might already be in the in the Big 12. So stuff's changed. But it is time for me to get out of here. Shorter show today. Feels like, eh, what else are we going to talk about? I could do Aaron right, Aaron wrong. But compared to that, compared to a landscape-changing moment in college sports, insanity. If you're not subscribed, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Does help us move up those charts. We've seen a couple five-star rate reviews come in, so thank you for that. Um, Make sure you're following on YouTube. YouTube channel's closing in on 25,000 subscribers, so thank everybody for their support there. I think that's really it for today's show. Busy week, huh? We started Monday with like, I wonder if Arizona's going to get a Big Ten, a Big 12 invite. Here we are, Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. Insanity. Time for me to go. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, UF head. Unblock me, bro. Shout out George Kleopkov. I hope he goes out and gets a nice steak tonight. He deserves it. He wasn't very good, but there was nothing he could do. The train was already off the tracks, and there was no saving it. That's all. We'll be back Monday. Hey, here's an idea. Maybe we'll actually talk preseason college football on Monday. How about that? We'll discuss that on Monday. Crazy week. Have a great weekend.